Welcome yeah. back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. And that was one hell of a cross at games. Damn, dude. That's all I'm going to say. Damn. 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 From top to Across bottom. the board. Damn. Yeah, damn. All. Uh, damn. All, all divisions. Divisions, damn. Like Age the, groups, damn. The open, damn. 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 Teams. Damn. Teams was, I was like, I need to go back and watch teams. I, like, Dude, there I, are so many events I need to go back and watch. Like, <laughs> I, I hate the fact that I said that, like, someone's like, what'd you think of this event? And I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, remember sorry. that one. Yeah. What'd you think about that double row? I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I saw that. I came in, I was like, I didn't even I know this was back. coming. Yeah. I know, dude. That's what I mean. There's like so much stuff. And if you're not like perusing everything, mm -hmm. man, then you miss stuff right away. Not, not but, just that, but like just the outside stuff too, like the affiliate gym that they put together and we're running classes, the lounge. I mean. I'm so bummed I didn't get to see that. Dude, it was so, so sick. I got to coach a class there on my, on my off day. <laughs> What was supposed to be? <laughs> what was supposed you to be? You guys were on rain delay, or whatever. <laughs> Off days, rain delays, but even that, like, that was probably the most interference we've ever had with weather. Oh, dude! Totally. I think in the history never of the games, that many times. Yeah, we we've had some, but I don't remember a time when we had to like move an event. Nope, never, ever, which is wild. I mean, wild. Yeah. How lucky have we been? For 16, 15 years into year 16. Yeah. Well, think, move an event, modify an event, mm -hmm. you know, reschedule events. Yeah. And then there was a day where it was just super nice and hot and sunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On top of that. Yeah. It was weird. It was crazy. Thank you, Corey. It was so awesome to be back. It was so nice to listen to Bill on a broadcast. <laughs> nice like, to I'm going to go back and watch the age groups. And I have never done that, really, just to listen to you broadcast again. I'm dead Thanks, serious. Dude. I want. I just want to listen to it again. It was fun. We had me and Jeff oh. had so much fun. And, Je and dude, was, and Jeff's was, back too. I mean, yeah, that guy does a good job. Oh, hey, nice shirt, Bob, dude. He's the Bob Euchre of CrossFit, man. The Bob Euchre of CrossFit. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Will God to Andrew? Oh, play. Oh, well, Bill. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Was that it's awesome. So Dude, good. It was we had, great. So, we had so much fun. And thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for all the messages. We, I mean, I got so many messages throughout the weekend, which was really encouraging because yeah. I know we're not competing. And at no point in time should I ever complain about being tired or run down. But we put a lot into what we do, whether it's prep, I mean, all the conversations you were having with all of the age groupers yeah. leading yeah, up to it. Cool. And during it, it was just, uh, I'm like in this like emotional high for five straight days that I don't come down from until it's over. The, the One of the funnest things, I mean, and that's totally true. We've done that a bunch of times. We kind of know that there's that, that build up to Christmas and then Christmas is over and you're like, oh, and there's that depression. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Austin was out there and he, he brought his fiance with him, uh, Lex. And it was the first time she, yeah, seen it. Dude. dude, she's super she wrote, cool too. She, oh, super cool. And she was a volunteer. She worked with the teams, um, worked with the broadcast group and 
she was on she's like when it was done she was on the depression side of it she's like this is so in her accent this is so weird you know in her little australian accent it was funny but like that's that that's that drop and Mm -hmm. everybody gets it all those people that you know they fly from wherever we met people from all over the world dude to come to the games and everyone's so excited to be there and then when it's done it's like uh so (laughs) yeah damn yeah uh Corey, yes also hello Hello to the Corys out there. Teddy, Alyssa, Richard, Melissa, Stefan, tried. I know. His, it was it. tough. It was tough. We will do an entire episode on analyzing the programming. That is coming later this week. But before we got there, we, I mean, we brought, talked about this in the broadcast, and I'm sure you did as well. It's like there were some things that were, like, appeared as curveballs or unique or new tests. And what we want to do is like, yes, it might be new if you're seeing it for the first time, but the concepts at which were programmed, no closet today podcast. No, I'm in my dining room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. What zombie. Yeah. What zombie. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so what do we want to do is we wanted to go through the history of the either where these movements came from, how long they've been in the space, why these things are important moving forward, whether they're movements or concepts or things that people probably don't train anymore. Because and, and everyone has to understand this one thing, and I think it's important. All of those steps you were talking about, you know, as we get into all the different movements, just because a movement is new at the games does not mean that it is a new movement or something that is like, mm. we've never thought of this thing before, uh, except for maybe the double rower, but that's, you know, that's a little different, but yeah. everything else for the, generally speaking, they, they've all been around. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted, if you know, CrossFit, CrossFit doesn't make up movements. CrossFit brings the best of all the movements that are out there to create the best stimulus to get the fittest athlete. And that's how you test. And then you, you know, obviously to the test of it. So yeah, yeah, none none of the movements are new. It's just like, oh, that <laughs> right, yeah, oh, that like, where, where did wow, where did that come from? And where did that come from? <laughs> how did they think of something like that? And what we wanted to do is we wanted to go through all of the movements that were new, which usually it's like, what's the new movement going to be? What's the new piece of equipment? And Boz is like, here, hold my beer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, before we get into the analyzing of the programming. Which will be later Corey. that later this week, Corey. Thank you, sir. If we're talking history, we cannot overlook the th- softball throw. That's we true. Can't. We can acknowledge it and then overlook it. <laughs> we might want to overlook some of the throws that were done in the softball. Throw. Oh, here's a to Corey. You just jogged my memory. Some fun things that uh, a little peek behind the scenes of the original softball throw was actually what Greg Glassman wanted to do mm-hmm. he, he wanted that to be in the games and this was in 2011 um and in 2011 they had the softball throws three attempts as far as you can throw it but it had to be within like a 10 yard width length so if you you know if you were like me in golfing and you shanked one to the left shank one to the right like it doesn't count it doesn't matter how far it goes Greg originally wanted that to be one throw with the right and one throw with the left and take the total yeah. distance of the two 
Which I think is awesome. Which is awesome, but I'm really glad he didn't do that because we looked bad enough with our, quote, dominant hand. We would have all looked like Jason Kalipa with our Jason Kalipa would have been the best on both arms because they <laughs> both would have been the left arm. Who knows? His left arm, by the way his right arm was, maybe he didn't know he was left-handed, and then he just like launches exactly. it 100 yards. <laughs> oh, shit, where did that come from? Oh. That was... Uh, <laughs> This was a, uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Just to refresh, we're going to go through some of the events, actually, we're gonna, and some of the new movements throughout the weekend, and then without trying to screw it up too much, I'm going to basically reach back through history and look at where the concept, the inspiration, or where exactly a lot of these three, uh, things came from. Um, before we do, I found this awesome video. Now, you've people, you guys have probably seen this before, but this is, uh, I don't, hopefully the sound works, but I found this video. This is, I believe, from a high school, La Sierra High. I found out some people, I, who did I, we show this to, and like, they went to this high school. It might have been Sean. No, not Sean. Somebody in the media department like knew this high school or went to this high school. But this is in like the early 1960s. And let me see if I can share this. I'm going to let it run for a little bit. So you guys just listen. There may be a little echo just because this is the internet and I haven't quite figured it out. <sighs> but the title is a school where fitness counts. Can you see it? Yeah. All right. I'm just going to let it run and just listen. This is from like 1962. Trains the imagination almost as much as it does the muscles. La Sierra's staff believes that physical fitness is physical education's first responsibility. The development of muscular strength, cardiovascular endurance, agility, and balance are major program objectives. Both boys and girls are exposed to a variety of sports activities. But one of the physical educators' favorite slogans, get fit by playing, has been changed to get fit to play. Let's listen. We want our students to experience the pleasures of being in great shape. And we want them to know how to stay that way. The exercise a person gets during his growing years influences his vital capacity, his staying power, and other qualities that will affect his whole future as a human being. If we didn't emphasize physical development and physical fitness, we wouldn't be doing our jobs. Student response to this demanding program is surprisingly enthusiastic. La Sierra is one of the few schools in America where physical fitness testing is a spectator sport or where a student's friends will turn out to cheer him on. Students who pass the most difficult tests have their names prominently displayed in the school and are as highly regarded as star athletes. Teachers attribute... Pause. Also known as the fucking CrossFit Games... In 1962, y'all just take a breath and just soak that in for a second. How cool is that? Well, they, they did calisthenics back then. I man. know, that was but they did just and everybody did it. It wasn't like that. You know, I don't, I don't like wearing those shorts, so I'm not going to do those things. This was 60 years ago. That's why my dad was such a badass. I dude, know, right there, 60 years ago. And what were they doing? Like partner assisted. 
front-leaning handstand push-ups, one-arm monkey bars. There's more video of that. Like, so if you guys, I'll drop this in the link. Um, I'll drop this page in the link for you guys. It's about 13 minutes long. There's actually a whole documentary on this, so this is just 13 minutes worth. But go enjoy that because they have legless pegboards and parallel bar traverses and cargo nets and push-ups and everything. They're, look how fit every single human being is in that. And they, in 1962, they put an emphasis on men and women doing the exact same thing, showcasing how important it is for everybody to be fit. Not just for fitness, but to be fit to play. Be fit for life. This was in the 60s. It's freaking awesome. So before we even get kick-started on the history of some of these movements, this is something every one of you guys need to go look up. We dropped it in the comments here. We'll probably put it on when we post the audio here. But if you just YouTube, the school where fitness counts, there's a lot of different videos on this. And I think there is a there's like an hour-long documentary they talk to the athletes or the, the students. These are students. They're not athletes. They're students. And this was the emphasis. And they forced these kids to do this. And the, the payoff of there was the camaraderie, the self-basically governing, the encouragement, yet still showcasing and celebrating those that were at the top of their class. The fittest among them got their names written on placards on a leaderboard. This was the CrossFit Games in 1962, and it was a fucking PE class. Dude, that, that's the everyday CrossFit gym. That's yes. the whiteboard. Yes. That's everything like that. That's yes. all that is not fitness to be the best CrossFit athlete or fitness to be the best football player or the best swimmer or the best whatever. It's here's an activity. Go and get awesome today go mm -hmm. play go do something you haven't done before oh one-handed one-handed monkey bar traverse go from, go and try it why not because if you were a kid you would try that mm -hmm. all adults would be like no i'm not going to do that i would no. rather sit over here on the machine and do these lateral shoulder raises or whatever mm -hmm. um but that was that piece that's why when the pegboard came out the very first time and I said, all the athletes were freaked out. And I'm like, all their parents have been like, I remember those. We did those. Yes. And when everyone failed, they were like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> They're like, why are you using your feet? This is such, right. this is cheating. <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is watch Vision Quest. I mean, come on. Yes. It's an old movie. I remember Sorry. Vision Quest. That's fine. Um, all right. So that's a little taste of the direction that we're going. Something old is now something new. It's always been there. And CrossFit tell you itself is like, we are not in reinventing the wheel. No. What CrossFit has done a great job as defining it, putting actual definitions to things of what is fitness. Those types of things allow us to actually take a scientific and really black box approach, just means your own personal laboratory, into expanding those boundaries. You know what's crazy is they didn't they didn't have they did what we do now oh. and they didn't have any uh look at that's that. That's cool. I'm gonna hit up Ken right now. 
Ah, uh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna hit um, established in 1962. <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have any. They just that's just what that was the way they did it. There wasn't a mission statement or a definition of fitness or a that wasn't there at that time. They just moved the whole body. The mm -hmm. body moved. It wasn't until like the you know all the bodybuilding stuff came in where it was all single muscle, single joint, mm -hmm. all about aesthetics, not about practicality, functionality. Yeah. So. All right. Crazy. So let's start with the first really big wrinkle, and that was the basically the gymnastics ascending ladder that they had on what was this? This really ended up being the second event on day number one. And the first one that really got people for a loop was the, wow, which one do you want to go with? Pirouette or the, well, let's start with the jump rope. Yeah. Single unders, double unders, and then the crossover. In the film, Every Second Counts, there's an athlete named Matt Mursky. Matt Mursky. And to this day, <laughs> I would argue that Matt Mursky is still one of the greatest athletes to ever compete at the CrossFit Games. Just as far as like an athlete. And in this film is him with a jump rope doing single unders, double unders, double under crossovers, and just absolutely crushing it. It's always been there. It's not gimmicky because you can't do it. Whether any you, wrestler, any any boxer, any any footwork speed type of athlete did these ropes long time ago. Mm -hmm. Long like that to me. Like when I saw the crossover, I was like, I, that doesn't seem like an upscale to me. That seems like a downscale to me. <laughs> right? Because I did that when I was. I mean, wrestling. That's what we did. Because you're just you're jumping rope for for I mean minutes on end. Mm -hmm. And you get bored just doing jumps and doubles. So you like do all the crossover stuff and like the whips to the sides, all the Buddy Lee stuff, you know, that yep. you see him doing right there. In college, this is all we did. We did double unders in college. We did crossovers. I could do all that. Yeah, totally. It's, it really is. It's a skill we learned in elementary school. I said this on the broadcast. You remember those like dare jump rope teams, like the, like against drugs? Oh yeah, totally. I yeah. was so bad. I the could never make dub. it. Yeah, exactly. We did all of these things as kids. Well, I will say that we saw some of the greatest athletes on the planet jumping the single unders mm -hmm. like it was a third grade recess. <laughs> well, I think, think how crazy that is, right? And um, the, the, uh, it's wild to think that the fittest woman in history, the best CrossFit athlete of all time, got derailed by a single under. Which is wild. Well, when, when when we saw that happen with Rich too, when Rich was the guy, and they had that jump rope seminar, and he's messing yeah, up. And yeah. Sarah Sigmund's daughter can't do more than like ten singles in a row, and I love the fact that they made that it had to be unbroken mm -hmm. because now it it put pressure on people, and they they didn't know how to race mm -hmm. something that they haven't practiced that is an easy skill. It's a basic skill, and they they just wanted to over over race it. I agree. And this is a quote as we get into this is, we, you know, we, we hearken is like, oh, pack back to the basics, back to the basics, back to the basics. And we're not saying that as like, you should have known this. That's not what we're saying. We're saying it's always been there. And so when we look back on this, it's to give Boz even more credit for, I think, the amazing job that he did.
We'll dive into the details later this week, but that's what this is. This isn't the see I told you so. This is a let's not forget, right? Um, a quote I like to oversee with is this is from Greg Glassman. This is when he you know started this all thing. He says, "Stick to the basics, and when you feel you've mastered them, it's time to start all over again. Begin anew, again with the basics. This time, paying closer attention." And I think after this CrossFit Games, that is exactly where I think people need to go. Do you want to get better at handstand push-ups? Does that mean you should be doing 1,000 a day? Does that mean you should be doing deficit? Does that mean you should be doing weighted with a weight vest? Does it mean you should be facing a wall? No, it means you should be getting better at the technical aspect of what a handstand push-up is. We think volume, 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 weight, weight, weight. Like harder, harder, harder. It's like, no. How do we get better? Position, 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 position. exactly. (laughs) How do I get better at the snatch? It's like, I don't know. If you've hit a rut and you've been in a plateau for for two years, when was the last time you just went with a coach in a PVC pipe or an empty barbell and they're just like, redid it? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think this game's really did a good job of exposing was the importance and the value of the basics. Now, there was a lot of complicated things in there, but I like that. All right, so there's the jump rope one, as some people didn't like. Here's a fun one. We've all seen this come up. Let me see. Ah, this little guy. Everybody watching? This is an L-sit to straddle press the handstand. Let's do a little pike. Decent in there. <laughs> little, oh, a little dorky vibes. Yeah. Just for Pat. <laughs> just for Pat. All right. Oh, interesting. It was, he was even doing it. Now, I will say is like Boz has a background in training that. But where did the L-sit thing come from? There. All the way. Uh, by the way, shout out to J.R. Howell. That did a great job reading through the tea leaves. Like yeah. his guesses that he had coming in prior to the games, he did a great job. He did a really good job. It was fun watching those come through and just be like, hmm, that's a good guess. <laughs> totally. He huh? did a good job. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> can't answer that question. But the um, press to handstand, is that high skilled? Yes, but it actually has more of a your ability to be your core stability and strength as well as mobility are the biggest factors keeping people out of that position. It's, it's a highly technical movement, but it's not over these athletes skis to be possible. The problem is nobody got a chance to get there. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, okay. So that, that video that you showed was 2014. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was looking back and I found some journal articles about press the handstand on the parallettes back in 2006. Yes. Oh, let me get that one. I looked at that so one a lot. It's like, it's a whole series. I think it's like a five part series yes. or three part series, something like that. Parallette training. So um, the, the biggest one I got from that, did you read the, the challenge that Glassman threw out when that article first came out? Which one? It was, this was in, this was the early, early days. Like, like you, you were saying. But it was starting from the floor, a press to a handstand into a unbroken hundred foot handstand walk. Oh, that was on the that was on the trophy award. 
Yeah, right. But he, he the yeah. article came out Jan 1. Um, let's see if I can pull this up. But the article came out Jan 1, and he put a challenge out there for anybody if they could press to a handstand and walk 100 feet unbroken. And they had the whole year to do it. But with that being said, is that this is one of those things. It's like, hey, this is where it came from. This is the inspiration to it. It's and always been there. It's always been there. Yeah. Now we're not using the, the, it's like, oh, you should have known. It's like, who, who had any idea that that was coming? Right. Right. I mean, like we're all, we're all doing a shot in the dark. Some of us were right. I mean, shoot, we were right about three or four of the events. Yeah. Called bird and run, Dang. called sandbag. We almost guessed the entire swim event. Oh, Paper Street, you don't have to give us Dude. anything. You're the one that hosted our freaking OG straw hat. Gabe, you're so cool, man. Thanks, bro. That's super awesome. That, you guys are doing the right thing. Speaking of, before we even get any further, thank you to everybody that showed up to the OG party. Oh, the OG party was awesome. Craig was Howard, so Diablo CrossFit, O2... You guys are so cool. Obviously, Sherpa works and can. The Medeiros family all rolled in. Yeah. All of them. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was so Mom, cool. dad, sisters, grandparents, like everybody rolled up. And it, you know what it felt like? It felt like an old school college house party. We were just yeah. all in the backyard. There's a couple kegs just drinking out of red solo cups. And it was really, really cool. I, I really thank you guys all for coming up for there. That was that was freaking awesome. Oh, let's see. Okay, I found the article. January 1, 2004, Bill. Mm. This is the one that I found. Let me share this with you guys. It's, it's So you guys, really, everyone watching, just go to the CrossFit Journal right now. <laughs> it is a wealth of information. A wealth of of information. You see that? Yeah. Jan 1, 2004. It's simply just called handstands. And he has a great line in here that I used, I stole. <laughs> <laughs> um, handstand holds, handstand walks, pressing to handstand. He calls all that hand balancing, so it's its own category. It involves just being inverted. He says, there are countless successful protocols for increasing shoulder strength and balance, but training the handstand and presses to the handstand improves proprioception and core strength in ways other protocols cannot. Meaning these things are the root of basically improving those two things in other accessory works and bands and inverted fucking kettlebell presses on one knee while twisting your band behind your back. like, <laughs> Or you could just kick up into a handstand and try to hold that as long as you can. <laughs> but he has all these things, how to press to a handstand from the floor, how to kick up into a handstand. And here it is. We are asking each of you to resolve to pressing to a handstand and then hand walking 100 feet within the end of the year in 2004. Towards this end, we are offering three simple floor drills that we want to include as warm-up for every non-pressing workout as a cool-down for pressing workouts. So not only does he have this challenge, 
but he has all of these different drills and techniques and kickups. And this was in 2004. So cool. Little history lesson. Go who's to the, the uh, journal. Who's the, the, mod, the model? Oh, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Kind of looks like Josh Everett. Oh, lift. Or maybe Joe Alexander. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. That might be Joe Alexander. Oh, uh, you're right. That's not Josh. No, it's not Josh. His cows are too small. <laughs> I, I'll, eh, fuck it. I'll throw this article in there. Why make you guys search? Scour. Man, if you guys, if you guys don't have the journal, scour. It's man, free. I remember when that when that thing came out. I would print it out every single time it came out on email. Here's the new journal every month that I printed out, and I had a binder full of them. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, this even shows how to dismount. Bailout method two. Bailout method three. Amazing. And then at the end, it has all of these other articles that you can. Rings, methods, ideas, curiosities, slash history, hand balancing, feats of body weight strength, hand balancing part two, presses and pirouettes. Oh, let me just pull that shit up. Oh, oh. can't find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> let me pull that hand shit balancing up. <laughs> part four, putting it all together. The American gymnast parallel training guide. It just, it's a treasure trove. So for all you coaches out there and athletes that just competed or want to compete, this isn't like start getting gimmicky or start getting out. Like this is the basics. The thing I love that Boz had said is he said, we are so close to what elite lifters can do. We are so close to what elite runners can do to a certain extent, right? Within a, within a percentage degree of our top athletes and, and their, you know, general generalists. We're running, we're running to about 80% of everything. Yeah, it's, it's we are like 10% in the world of gymnastics. We, are, <laughs> we really are. We're not even close. And Boz has mentioned this. We are yeah. so far away there. Why? Because it's freaking hard. It's very uh, well, technical. You talk to a gymnast about ring muscle-ups, and they go, what is that? Mm-hmm. That's just how they start. <laughs> That's getting to the blocks on the, yeah. on the race. Just get up on top of the ring. That's it. That's your biggest gymnastic movement. Mm-hmm. Bring muscle ups. That's yeah. Just a, and begin for us. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah. It's weird. It's awesome. Really awesome. Thank you, Belinda. Those of you guys that saw the OG hats, the cult shirt that Bill is wearing, the cult hats that we have, all of this is coming out soon. That logo is sick. Some people it's like so that sick. more than the OG one. Dude, I, I got hit up. I was wearing the hat on that post, and everyone's like, I need that hat. I need that hat. I need that hat. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be part of the it's, – it's, it's, I mean, OG is like, yes, I'm OG, but this is like team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other one's like, I am OG. This is our team lo- our team name right here. You know? It's funny. It's really cool. As, as a way to show how far away we are in the world of gymnastics, take a strict ring muscle-up which someone would consider the ultimate ring test in the pulling movement for CrossFitters. That's how gymnasts get on top of the rings before the routine starts. It'd be like, I took two really fast steps today. It's like, so you ran. That's what we're celebrating. That's what we're celebrating. I ran to the starting block. I sprinted to the start. Yes. 
And, and then we worked out. Right. And then we raced. And so, okay, let's, let's tailor this back a little bit. If I wanted to get a ring muscle up, a strict one, what are the things that I'll have to do? Well, you'll have to improve your grip strength, being able to get a false position. You'll have to increase your pulling strength. Okay. You'll have to increase your mobility to get in deep dip positions with the shoulder girdle just to pass into a deep dip ring dip, like deep ring dip. And then when you do all of those things, think about the physical adaptations you're going to get just by trying to learn how to do it, let alone train them more often than not. Just yeah, saying. all the, the strength that you build through those pieces, everyone tries to kip and swing and have momentum to get through the pieces where you need the strength, yes. at least on the gymnastics side, all, always. And more often than not, people won't do the little details in gymnastics because they, they are technically challenging. They are physically demanding to people because they don't have the technique. I was talking to Dave Durante. You know what I'm talking about? Like a U.S. Yeah. American gymnast yeah. who does he like the our, power. He, yeah, he, him and yeah. Carl Paoli, right? Those are our gymnast yeah. dudes. I was talking to him during the games, and he's like, all of this is just super technical. None of this is actually physically difficult to do, but we're so technically unsound, it's damn near impossible, which makes him look too hard. It's like, yes. A doubled under crossover looks so hard and stupid when you don't have the little whip technique in order to do it. It's not physically challenging. It's no more different than when we learned double unders when that first started coming in. In 2009 finale, when we were doing like 30, 135-pound thrusters, and then we equated that difficulty to 30 double unders. <laughs> right? But it looked like that in 2009. <laughs> and so these th things are technically challenging and nobody likes technically challenging because it's so frustrating because it's when it's technically it's challenging patient man exactly patient when it's physically difficult they like that struggle and they can they can accept the fact that they can't do it because it's too heavy it's too fast it's too far it's too many they can accept that and they'll just go more 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 when it's technically difficult they hate it because it doesn't feel physically challenging. And when you have to train something, they like it. When you have to practice, people hate it. Well, it's easy to, it's easy to increase weight on movements. I mean, that's a very easy thing to do. But a technical movement, you go from being able to do one thing and then absolutely not being able to do it. And you're right. That is a very OG. Oh, I have a, oh, by the way, in, I have a shirt idea with that. Okay, cool. I'll save it. Um, Double unders are, so someone just said double unders were hard to learn, and they are hard to learn. Yes. The problem is, just like, and I, I see this, this is what I see even on the swimming. I was really excited to see everybody have to do the swim. That was really cool. Um, a lot of those technical movements, and swimming is a technical movement. It's all about efficiency. You can't do more yardage or try to do more double unders if you don't know how to swim right. Mm -hmm. It's like not being able to snatch at all and saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this really intensive snatch workout, uh, go super heavy, go high volume. I can't move at all, so I'm really not doing a snatch. The bars is sort of ending up overhead somehow, and it's like, yeah, I just did this great snatch workout. It's like, no, you didn't. You completely mm -hmm. botched that whole thing. Um, all the, I mean, it's so great that we have, um, uh, you know, Chris doing all of like the endurance stuff, and he's able to come on all the running elements when you guys do the games and. 
um, being able to talk all those things, but everyone will take, they see the aerobic capacity, like for running, for cycling, for swimming. Um, but if you can't do the movement, you can't do the workout. Right. I mean, I'm working with my girlfriend right now. Like she wants to, she wants to get, become a better swimmer. Nice. And so one of the things, yeah, so it's, so she's so fired up on it. It's awesome. Probably good since one you the, guys spend so much time on the water. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it's what's crazy is that I mean, as any athletic type person, it's like she just wants to get in and get going. But you, like, if you can't swim very well, you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to do that. So it's let's learn some stroke. Let's try to you know figure out where your body's in the water. It's not about how fast your 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 hands go. It's how much water you're pulling. How you know are you pushing against the water? Or how streamlined are you? All of these little things. And when you get someone who can at least help you with those things, whether it's double unders or muscle ups or whatever, there's a massive increase in, in confidence mm -hmm. because it's like, wow, that's, I mean, it's like when you hit the golf ball or when you hit a snatch for the first time and it feels really, really good. There's that perfect feeling and you're like swimming, you come down the end, you're like, well, I did that whole lap and I'm not tired at all. I didn't feel like I did any work. And it's like, let's get that before, you know, before you start doing sets at all. That's, that's, yeah. It's the same thing. People just say they have to be more patient. Let yourself have little steps rather than trying to take these big poundage jumps that you're so mm -hmm. used to doing in deadlift and everything else. Yeah. Let's see. How difficult not, is it to teach a third? Not no. hard. It's just, it's just practice. And people hate practice because it's not hard to do. And it's annoying to them. Practice meaning that learning how to do a double under takes as much practice as learning how to throw a dart onto a dartboard into the center. You just have to start throwing darts and you're going to miss and you're going to hit all over the place. And the more practice you do, not the more back squat sets you do, the more cardio sessions you do, the more Metcons you do in a day, none of those are going to get you better at skills without practice. Well, and again, even with that, it's not about just a bazillion reps because if you're jumping wrong or you're throwing the dart wrong, or if there's a better way to do it, you want to practice better positioning practice better form and technique practice all that so that you can do more mm -hmm. and that's what i meant about like the swimming and the running and everything else if you are a bad swimmer doing lots of sets is not going to make you a better swimmer you're going to get a great workout yeah and you're going to feel super tired because a bad swimmer works out way harder than any good swimmer yeah that's nice least, to me out know. learning how to swim like you you're going to get amazing workouts while just figuring it out <laughs> totally but you know but the thing is is like it's it's not going to help you it's not going to help you go faster just because you're in the water going back and forth. You have to do it correctly. Mm -hmm. It's like on double ends. If you're bouncing all over the place, sure, you might get some. You might get, you know, a good amount of them, but that's not going to be a better. That's not how you will be better at doing double unders. Mm -hmm. You got to practice the the uh, preciseness of those movements and the, the technical elements of those movements. Otherwise, you, you will hit a ceiling and you will you will get frustrated because you will never be able to do better than that. Mm, this is a good question. <laughs> Patience. That's it. Oh, hey, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Come on. We'll get She's to the swimming again. Everyone's like, oh, She's it takes so long. She's got lots of patience. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Two boys. Uh, three. Oh, we'll, we'll, call mermaid. It, we'll call it three boys. A mermaid right there. Yeah. <laughs> three boys. She'll have to worry with patience. All right. So I have pulled up here is Elizabeth Elevated. First of all, when this is announced, I'm like, God, you already know this is my least favorite benchmark workout because it's awful. It hurts so bad. But we brought out my the favorite. parallel bars, not the parallel bars, the parallel bars. And it's like, 
oh, another weird skill. And I was like, oh, hold on. And did you bring, you sent this to me. Yeah. Right? You sent this to me. Let, yep. let me pull this up. Parallel bars. We were, it was funny. We were talking to Annie Sakamoto. We're in the very first CrossFit gym. Oddly enough, it was just called CrossFit, not CrossFit anything. Eventually, <laughs> it got what a name. Gym was yeah, that? Oh, CrossFit. <laughs> it was just called CrossFit. And something that Greg Glassman had always said is he felt like every CrossFit gym should have parallel bars in them. There's so many different things you can do, from hangs to holds to walking. And what uh, one of the tests was, and this is something that Jason Kalipa made up, no one else, because I got sent some things about someone. I was like, that's not even it. It's kind of people <laughs> taking credit. Is this thing called the parallel bar man test? We have some new toys called parallel bars. I just got them in, and uh, we created something called the man test for them. That's that right there. Come on. The man test consists of five full range of motion dips all the way down, all the way up. From here, you then walk forward, past the metal bars, give five again, okay? You then walk back. Boom, 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 boom. Once you get here, you do four, and so on and so on until you get down to one. Start with the tip from the beginning, I like it. So far, the record at the gym, uh, myself and one other individual has gotten down to two here and started the walk. <laughs> All right. There you go. Where did That's this come so from? Fun, dude. Man, Where did this come I love from? that one, too. We, we would do that one at the fire station. That was yeah. fun. And that was the test. Parallel bars in the gym. Wooden ones like that or that they have at the games, they're plastic. But ones that have give in the middle, they are supposed to for a reason. It's called stability. <laughs> Just yeah. like you have on rings. But this is not the first time we have ever had this concept of traversing parallel bars into dips off the parallel bars. And what I loved is that when they were doing this event, everyone's like, oh, the volume. 63 squat cleans. I'm used to 45 or I'm used to power cleans because I do it wrong. <laughs> or ring dips. <laughs> and, and the one thing that nobody gave any credit for <laughs> was the traverse. The traverse was the hardest part of that workout. That's the part that screwed up everyone. Yeah, And they just didn't think about it. They're like, oh, my dips are failing. This is getting so hard. It's so many dips. I'm like, no, it's the traverse. Every rep in here in this rep scheme is getting less. Every one, except one, the traverse. The traverse stayed the same the whole time. And if you broke, it you got more. The traverse is the one thing that penalized you the entire time. Yeah, I did want to say this, no Corey. They are squawklings, no motherfuckers. One. <laughs> no one thought about the fact that when you do a traverse you have all your weight on one hand right so you have to stabilize 
through the wrist, through the elbow, through the shoulder with one hand. I mean, every single step that you go across. So any buckle, you're coming down. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dips, all the dip, it's it's not that the dip is the hard part. The, the dip is what takes the power out of your traverse. It takes the stability out of your traverse. So even though, yes, the number of the dips is going down, you have fatigue that's built in. But the dip is not the hard part. Mm -hmm. It's the traverse. And the dip just kind of takes the the guts out of the of that power yeah. to get across is i loved it was so yeah. i was so jealous when i saw that uh, so i tried i tried the round of 21 um in the warm-up area before they got rid of them because the athletes couldn't touch them yeah they didn't have a chance to and so i, I tried the round of 21 so traverse seven dropped turn around traverse seven traverse seven and it went seven seven five and ran back around and had to do two and i barely got to the end of the parallel bars to do my two dips i just wanted to see what fatigue would be <laughs> And the thing that that did was it took away my stability and strength to lock my arms out. Yep. So the, the part that I'm failing on the dip anyway was getting smoked just to get back to fail some more dips. And yes, it was 15 total traverses. I think the rounding up was about 150 feet in total of traversing on the parallel bars. Mm. 150 feet. Could you imagine a parallel bar that was, I mean, 50 yards long, half the length of a football field. That's how far they walked. And no one gave it any respect. They're like, oh, 63 squat cleans. That sounds so hard. It's like, no, it's not. Not for these guys. I can't remember the last time. Yeah. Squat cleans. Like that's nothing. The last time they touched a 135 and 95 pound barbell for squat cleans. Who knows? Right. 63 dips off a straight bar, which is easier than ring dips. Yep. How about a 150 foot or a 50 yard parallel bar traverse? Which one of those sounds like the hardest of the three? <laughs> and no one gave it any credit. Until they started failing and they're like, oh shit, what's happening to my body? I was like, the traverses. That's what's happening to your body. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what's the next one on the list that we get to talk about? Uh, sprint jerks, pig flips, jerry can. Ah, the jerry bag. I got oh, one of yeah. these. The jerry bag. Pause for a history lesson. Thought that was hard. <laughs> Try metal cans filled with water and lead shot. <laughs> 2011 was yeah. the first time we had the Jerry Can Carry. It was at the Rogue Invitational last year. But the distance to which they had the carry of 200 meters was substantial, but sneaky easy relative to how it would felt and what the repercussions were going to be once they got to the host fell back. Yeah. You blow your grip out, which makes us on the host fell back. All you have is your arms. That's it. That's it. You lose your hooks, man. Not to mention the you 20 pig flips hands. they had to do before the run. 
right. You have like I have no hands left. There are no forearms. There is zero grip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But yeah, that's where the Jerry can carry came. Now these ones they used the games. That. Yeah, that was awesome. And at the games that year, it was part of the skills test too, where right. it was a max weighted pull up. Max weighted pull up, L sit for time. I think I think that was Snatch. skills one. Oh, I, I was separating. I think skills one was L sit for time was in there. Uh, handstand walk. That's right. And was it softball throw? Was that part of it? And that was part of the, one of the skills, right? That wasn't an yeah. isolated event. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the second one was weighted max pull up, snatch, and then the jerry can carry. And it was 60 seconds as far as you could get without breaking. Yeah. Which was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, at least uh, that's where that at least came from. I, did, I didn't get to see the individuals on theirs, but at least on the age group one, like the bag, mm-hmm. the Jerry sandbag, I guess that's what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched those Jerry cans when they did that, and I was like, I will bust my shins on these things, these square edges. Those were not ve- when Rogue was first starting to make a lot of that equipment. Like they made all the cool stuff, but they like the pieces of equipment were not forgiving. No. Like, you remember the remember the first worm that they made? Yeah. The worm with, like, the rope in between? I have teammates that have a, a daily reminder when they look in the mirror with their cauliflower <laughs> ear. <laughs> wounds? The wounds. Broken fingers, bloody <laughs> shoulders and ears. and. Oh, man. Dude, this event was so cool. We'll, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that. We just want to go to a little history lesson this time. Yeah. All right, so that was the capital. Let's see. Switch back over. Uh, GC sit-ups, front rack, walking lunge. No, echo bike, press, and in the block, handstand. Now, this will take a little bit of time. So, I I pulled this up. I had mentioned this. um, I had mentioned this earlier on the broadcast about these handstand push-ups. And once again, we go to the CrossFit Journal. And there's a simple article called Handstand push-up progression one, handstand push-up progression two. Let's see if I can find this. Where are you? Oh, I think I moved it. Patience, everyone. Like I'm talking to my son. (laughs) Patience. That word again, patience. Patience, son. Okay, here we go. So this is Carl. Can everybody see this? So. We see a lot of kick up against the wall, back against the wall, which is totally legit. But in order to start practicing proper handstand positions, what we want to do is we want to walk up the wall. And you've probably seen this a lot. Jeff Tucker does it all the time. And it's a great drill to actually get you going. So what we're talking about here is push-up position, hands to the wall, feet to the wall, sorry, start walking yourself up. This is just a little walk up. Notice I didn't even walk myself fully. But what we're looking for is, can I push through the shoulder, walk my hands all the way in, or maybe half a foot away from the wall, have my toes against the wall, and hold a nice hollow body position? Can I have the demo girl come in? All right. At the very start, this is the article. This was back in 2010, 2011, where this video was. This is actually in Shot and CrossFit Austin. I have a buddy in here. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I was watching. I was like, I, I sent him a screenshot. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I forgot you were at this. I remember when you went to this thing. 
And this was a gymnast. It was a CrossFit gymnastics seminar in Austin, Texas, and I believe it was CrossFit Austin. And my buddy Noel Rothman and Wes Kimball were there. There's some sick fit shirts in here, which this is how old this is. Yeah. And what's the first thing he says? With your back to the wall is legit. But if you want to really see what it is, you have to get inverted facing the wall and get into what? Good positions. <laughs> <laughs> and in this, it's it, the article, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do the same thing I've been doing. I'll, I'll drop this. This is, it's called handstand push-up progression. With Carl Paoli, part one and part two. Not how to do inverted handstand walk to presses with your belly facing the wall. It's legitimately <laughs> where they start when they try to teach you how to do a handstand push-up. And the first thing you need to learn as an athlete is proper technique, form, body position, and order of execution as far as how you do a handstand push-up. And if you don't do these things, that movement will be either extremely hard at best or impossible for most. And that's part one, <laughs> which is great. Let me see if I can find part two. Well, I know where part two is, but I had a trouble finding the well, last one. Well, what's hard is that we see so many athletes that can do all those movements mm -hmm. incorrectly. They're just strong enough to do it, and they make themselves do it. And so right. a lot of lesser athletes or aspiring to be the those athletes out there type athletes see well they're totally arched and they do it just fine why sh why couldn't i do that they do that you know and if we are wanting to perform like a gymnast like a weightlifter like a swimmer like a uh uh runner like a whichever yeah. we need to try to emulate what they do not emulate shitty movement just to yeah. go fast and this is to brandon's point it's like well when i face the wall and arch the press allowed me to feel like an inclined bench great you were strong enough to do it it does not mean you did it right and you doing it incorrectly right. won't translate totally. to other things and it does yes you can arch your back and recruit your chest and make it a bench press or an inverted one but it's not going to translate to handstand walks nope it's not going to translate to freestanding handstand push-ups that's the point that's the, that's, the, that's the whole point. Being able to do something does not mean you know how to do it. <laughs> it just means you are strong enough. I've seen people who can do ring muscle-ups in the most wrong way and think they've got it. So, yeah, you got one, maybe three, but what happens when we're trying to do 30 in a row? Yeah. That technique is not there to sustain the effort. So, uh, this is part two i'm trying to find the part this is what's gonna happen we're gonna go up into the handstand we're gonna load our shoulders up our belly is gonna be tight and we're gonna initiate the handstand push-up the same way we did with our uh push-ups shoulder goes forward first then the rest of the body this is the same thing as squatting belly is tight butt's tight hips go first then the rest comes can you guys see that it's the same movement the shoulders the hip the elbow is the knee, and the wrist is the ankle. Same, same thing. If I initiate elbows and then head straight down, now I'm losing all kinds of traction in my main power generator, and I'm just doing an elbow extension, which apparently we don't like that much because it just doesn't make us fitter, right? So push-up position, walk yourself up. She's a superstar. Feet go first. She Gets her shoulders into a good position. Now, 
Even closer to the wall if you can with your hands. Good. Hands a little bit closer together. Even closer. So this is a pretty hard handstand push-up right here, but I'm going to grab her tight. You're going to initiate shoulders forward first. Now head comes down to the mat. Slowly lower yourself down. Now hold that position. Good. Now do this. Go ahead and add tension by squeezing the elbows in. Belly tight and drive through your belly like the push-up. Belly tight. Good. And then you come back up. And now you walk yourself out. Good job. Nice work. You're a superstar. Interesting. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. So fun. Yes, can you arch your back and press out? Sure you can. But how do you do it right, the right way? Well, I, and again, you have to think about... All right. The CrossFit Games is not CrossFit. The fitness program or the the fitness methodology yes. it is racing for speed so yes. if i'm racing i don't really care what i'm looking like to get from here to there as long as i get there before you mm -hmm. if i am working with people in in the gym my job is to i want to keep them as members and the way i'll keep them as members is one they are improving but two they aren't getting hurt doing dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's important to understand. I mean, just like we were talking about the handstand pushups, classic, go down to like a, I have a lot of women when they come in and they do pushups, they do the pushups like this with their elbows way out to the side. Yep. They can do them, but it's like, I just, I'm looking at their shoulders and it just makes me cringe because they're going to blow their shoulders out or do something, some sort of damage. So you get them to do the right thing and then they can't do it and they get pissed. Like, yeah, but I can't. I could do 10 that way. I can't do any this way. I'm like, I know that, mm -hmm. but let's keep going this way. Like if it's, if it's a race and there's money on the line, oh, do whatever yeah. the hell you need to do. Yeah. Like I get it. But like, we're just, all we are doing today is we're working out. We're training. Mm -hmm. We're not competing. We're training. So in that realm of training, get the right movements down, you know, putting your front, your name first on the leaderboard. Cool. But you aren't going to get anything out of that. Yes. So do the right movements. And, and I like that, as, like that disassociation that we're making. We're going through the history of where these movements came from. And if you want to get better at them, we're giving you as a wealth of information that's already been out there. <laughs> and I've said this, in, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the battle, the CrossFit Games, whatever it takes. Yeah, like, hell yeah. I'm going full Brandon. Racing? 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 Arch the care. shit out of your back. I'll, yeah. I'll break this arm <laughs> off to win. I don't care. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. It's like nobody's worried about perfect. There's rarely ever style points when it comes to the CrossFit Games, if ever. Right. <laughs> right. But if you are having plateaus in, say, your handstand push-up progressions, there are things in there from 2004 to 2010 and everywhere in between on the CrossFit Journal of things you may have never seen before about where these things came from. It's like, oh, I just I do so many handstand push-ups. I do them three days a week, and I can't get any better. I was like, have you done one facing the wall if, with a good body position? No, I haven't, and I can't do that. Why? Because every time you try your handstand push-ups of three times a week with too much volume, you probably throw your chin back, arch the shit out of your back and spine, and lose all core stability and power from your hands to your shoulders to the rest of your body. Wad Zombie, like you're the best, day. bro. Appreciate that. Get a weekly, uh, yeah, through the heart. Hey, that would be crazy. Huh? Actually, oh, fuck. Why? Why don't we do that? That would be a. That would be super. Fun. Journal article of the week. Dude. 
Juan Zombie, look at you. Before before Greg left, we were all, all on. He had a bunch of us on. You uh, know, on oh. Zoom call. He's like, he's like, what would you, what what should we do? What can we do better? And I'm like, dude, bring the journal back. Yeah. Repost all the old videos. How to make equipment. How to do these things. How the the history is the old progressions because we've gone so far the other way on mm-hmm. movements and volume and capacity that we forgot all of the all the virtuosity type stuff. We don't have any of that. So there, there is a, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the journal, it's like 18 or 22 journal articles, like the journal marathon or the journal. There's, I, I got to look it up, but it's a, it's a series of journal articles that someone has curated as some of the best ones in there. And there's 18 or 22 of them. And I think on, the, I think I'll just go through them in order and just go in like, I think that'd be cool. An episode through that. That would be super cool. I yeah. know it's out there. Oh, I can't yeah. remember what it is, but someone hit me up. Throw it in there. <clears throat> this is great. I don't know. Worm logs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, but that's the uh, that's the Echo Press. Let's see as we continue on this journey into the past to better our future. Ah, the swim. I can I can't wait to talk to you about this. I said this on the broadcast. How good has everyone got at swimming? Thank goodness, dude. Wasn't it awesome? Thank goodness. I was like, you guys it's all look like you know what you're years. doing. Most yeah, of you. Finally. Finally. Shit, the worst one out there was Boz. Did you see his <laughs> did you see his story? <laughs> he was like full toddler. He jumped in, plugged his nose, and then just kept his head up the whole way across <laughs> the pool. It was adorable. But everybody looks so good. I mean, we've been shitting on him for a decade. Totally. And it looked so good. Congratulations to everyone. You have been working on it. It's awesome. Here's the, here's the one thing I want us to, to look at. This is, you know, it was on .com a lot, good leading in. Um, I think this is, hold on, let me make sure I got the right one. Uh, no, that's the med ball one. That's what I want. This is when I have a problem. If we want to get better at swimming, we need to start programming better swim workouts on .com. (laughs) Uh, Let me find this. This is great. This is, I'll cycle through really quick. Um, Let's see. Okay, this is a swim one. A swim one they had earlier. 10 rounds for time, 100-yard swim, minute rest. Okay, five rounds for time, 200, two-minute rest. I was like, oh, that's original. So you just doubled everything. Right. Way to really, really go out there, guys. And then five rounds for time. Swim 100 yards, 30 push-ups. That sounds actually a great fun time. And then 20 rounds for time. 50-yard swim, 30-second rest. I'm like, cool. Now we're just like, what? The same distance, just dividing shit and rest. is like, how unoriginal we get. And then all of a sudden, here it comes again. 10 rounds, 100-meter swim, rest, 1,000-meter for time, five rounds, 200, 30 push-ups, swim test again. Like, that part got annoying. If you're gonna like, let's f- talk about variance. There's a okay, well, massive lack of variance. Now, this is the course of five years. Let me also like give them some leeway. Why do you leeway. think that is? Why do you think that is? All right, well, let's go through it. The last swim. I'll tell you why I think it was. Why? There's no swimmers in the in headquarters that are doing that. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, this is just basic yeah. generic stuff. They've been retreading. Let's see, 22 totally. 
And then let me go down to the bottom here, which is the same. They posted the same workout again in 2017. They posted the same workout again in 2016, 2016, 2015. Same workout again, 30 yeah, handstand push-ups, 2015. Jesus, guys. Just let okay, me do so, it. 2014, so, five rounds for time, 200-meter run, swim, two-minute rest. God bless. No wonder we suck at swimming. That, well, yeah, but we got to be able to step out of the out of the dot com though as well. Yeah, but okay, I just, mean, look just, at dot com. Okay. Check this out. So we have we have events. Uh, you just talk about like you know ring muscle ups and how do you get better at pull ups and ring muscle ups. You got to have the grip strength, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get better at that? We got to be able to hang on the rings. We have a couple of the workouts that are hanging for time. Can you do the eight minute hang? And there was the rogue hang and. If you're talking swimming, what is the thing that you need to be able to do in swimming that's kind of your baseline to allow you to get to the technique part? Holding your breath. Mm -hmm. So on there, if they wanted to do something that, it, like, drawn would be very similar but would be very different, would be 25 meters holding your breath underwater swims <laughs> with whatever, two minutes. You know what I mean? It's something yeah. like that where you're holding your breath. There I Maybe some liability there. What but... I'm working with. Uh, no, I mean, no, I'm going to say just... there's a liability on anything, but it's like what you're learning is you're learning streamline, you're learning breath control, you learn to stay relaxed when you're underwater. Because if you are panicking about breathing, you're not going to be able to worry about any of the swimming technique you're trying to do. You're just worried about getting your head above the water and breathing. Mm -hmm. So if you can learn to control that, that helps. But I love with a lot of athletes that I work with, I mean, you put the sets in there and you can do the different things and stroke drills and all that. But I love doing holding your breath or underwater sets as something different as a one as a variance, but then two as allowing you to build it's again, it's the base foundation. If you can't hold your breath, you're not going to swim very well. Mm -hmm. Not for very long anyway, once your heart rate goes up. Yeah. I like the test. We'll talk about the test later, but just showing that swimming has been on there, but it's not changing. And that does need to change. Mark Phillips, the theme seemed yeah. to be can't do this at home this year. Good. It's a yes, freaking CrossFit games, bro. This all-inclusive bullshit. Train any of these things. Yeah, you got to earn these freaking workouts. That's the best part about going to the games. That's like the mis that, that's the grandeur of being a CrossFit Games athlete. No one's done this test before, and you shouldn't be able to replicate this at home because you don't you didn't earn it. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> well, why doesn't Dak Prescott come to my house and throw me passes in the backyard? Because he didn't make the <laughs> NFL, bro. That's why. I'm not taking it out on you, Mark. I'm just throwing it out there for people that don't like uh, Ultra. <laughs> this is not towards you, Mark. All love and respect. All love and respect. But the people that are out there is like, oh, they don't have the at-home workouts anymore. It's like, good. You shouldn't um, have them. I can't remember who was it. Maybe it was Soccer Mom said they, wishes, they wished it was harder. I, I For what? thought it was uh, the, the swim event should have been harder <sighs> i think it i think it i think it was great let's touch on was. that on the analyzing yeah that's fine yeah but i think that it was a it was a fun event to see and it, i mean as far as how hard i think it was i think it was good yeah it's good i loved it wait mark are you serious you went you went to msu with dak prescott <laughs> if you did i'll that's awesome you're ruining my analogy. <laughs> Actually, Dak Prescott does come to my backyard and throws passes to me. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the swim itself and that. Dude, that's so awesome, Mark. 
I love Dak Prescott. I'm so glad he's my quarterback. I don't care what people say. Haters. Fuck the haters. Uh, okay. We're getting there, guys. What else we got? Hat trick. Oh, yes, this one. The wall ball shots. I want to do this one. This has got wall balls in it. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I just mean it looks fun. It also has 100-pound dumbbell snatches, which I am not good at. Yeah. Sprinting. But the question was like, the height, where did that come from? So a short story from Boz that we got in the trailer was, <clears throat> we're, we were talking about Boz's history. We talked about Carl Paoli. Well, guess who was one of the original coaches at San Francisco CrossFit? Was Carl Paoli with Adrian Bosman, <laughs> with Kelly Starrett, with Diane Fu. If you guys don't know that name. No, Renata, I have not done Cal Su yet. I said before I turn 40. I'm not 40 yet. Birthday's in November. Um, the Wobble Height. He talked about Curtis Bowler with uh, Rainier CrossFit. I can't remember CrossFit Rainier. It's one of the first affiliates ever. And in his gym, there was trusses in his gym, and the cross beam above him was 12 feet high, and they used to do workouts for fun using that target with a 20- or 14-pound ball. And that's where it came from. And the fun part, yeah. And so that's where the 12 and 11 feet came from. Also, this is what JR sent me, so I am not taking credit for any of this. In May of 2022 there was this workout five rounds for time 20 wall ball shots 10 med ball weighted pull-ups the wall ball weight was 20 pounds and 14 pounds and the target height was 12 and 11 and if you guys just want if you see something on .com that goes that looks interesting that's a weird height that's a weird weight for dt that seems pretty heavy write it down (laughs) (laughs) write it down maybe maybe you'll see something later down the road later down the road what is this janelle say the crossfit chats yeah don't go in the crossfit chats during the live feed guys it is a cesspool toxic it just says cesspool not like you guys in this youtube chat you guys are the freaking best Freaking best. But history lesson, scour.com. If anything seems out of the norm, like, I don't know, if they go 10-foot height for both male and female, write that down. That is not the norm yet. I hope it is. But they made athletes do that this year in the quarterfinals, which was so great. So great. All right, where are we at? Getting there. Wall ball heights, sandbag to shoulder. So the sandbag to shoulder, this goes back to an old journal article, and this is actually in your level one, is how CrossFit defines strength. And CrossFit defines strength, and this is why it's so great that we have definitions, like definitive answers to the questions because then we can train these or, or apply them to what we do. And they say strength is defined by the productive application of force. And in life, and they say this in the level one, there are no pretty barbells out in the wild. There are no kettlebells. There are no dumbbells. There's just the world. 
And rarely ever you are going to be faced with a time that, say, this log falls into the road or like crashes in your driveway. Like we've had that. We had a few branches fall off our tree lately with some storms. Yeah, that's the big ones, huh? Yeah. And what the whole purpose is, is why we train the way we train with such variance is that we should be able to apply our strength in any form or fashion. And when Boz brought out this test of the strength test being a basically a max sandbag to shoulder, it is to show you that you might have the best clean jerk deadlift snatch in the game, but do you know how to use your strength? The productive application of force. Here, this it was so primal. I think that's what was so exciting when it got heavy. It was just so fight or flight. Pick that shit up. It was so old school cross it. I mean, that's how we used to teach each other how to deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Just there, pick it well, up. Well, I love the fact that the bigger that that weight, the bigger that the bag got, you have athletes of different sizes, different arm lengths, different whatever, and there isn't a an absolute way to do it. There's a better way, like get it to your knees and then try to get it up from there and mm-hmm. you know, using, using your hips and all that. I mean, there's some basic general best practices, but then you're right. Then it's like, all right, you've made all this strength within your body with all these years of training. Now, how are you going to use it and apply it with some sort of direction to use your body and your arms to get that piece up on top of your shoulder? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really wicked. Like, I mean, uh jackie dahlstrom come on dude. dude i i'm sorry like i know danny spiegel had the biggest lift but the winner on the women's side for me was jackie dahlstrom both top to bottom men and women I mean, jacqueline dahlstrom's pound for pound dude. strength unreal is unreal unreal vj's comment my dad was watching the event and says that's as heavy as a full wool pack is your dad joel Gadet? <laughs> Sounds like a Joel Gadet analogy, <laughs> which he's very good at. The sandbag event was awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad Boz rolled out the 350 bag. I think I think everyone in the Coliseum would have rioted if everybody who got through, who got through the 340 bag that no one thought they were getting to. No one in testing got past 320. You know, the crazy part is Ricky Garrard, who got the 330 bag, I believe, couldn't even get the 260-pound bag, the first yeah. weight, in warm-up. That's so crazy. Talk about rising to the occasion. <laughs> Game day competitor. Yeah. And this was cool, Brandon. You're right. The best part was watching the athletes learn and adapt throughout the event and throw it out the window and get primal exactly and decide to just pick the freaking thing up. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Just use your machine to do whatever it needs to do. Yes. I have a 1,500-pound CrossFit total. Cool. Go pick up that 350-pound sandbag. Shouldn't be right. a problem for you. You have a 600-pound deadlift and a you know 400-pound clean. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how hard can it be? And it was, you're right. There is There is a technical way to do it. I talked to all the strongmen about how to do this. You lap it, deep squat, you shoot the hips up and then leverage back. Or, as you said, 
Whatever the hell it takes, bro. Whatever the hell it takes, man. Whatever the hell it takes. Yeah, yeah soccer mom. The story about the bag is like they all got through 340 and Rogue, Bill and Katie Henniger out there were just like, they just made a 350 because I think they got to like the sixth bag and no one had been eliminated yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. That was pretty cool. I'm glad they did that. Oh, I wish Brett yeah. Fikowski would have got it. He freaking had that. Oh, that was great. Oh, oh. Rob. Oh, Renato is your coach. That's cool. Oh, really? Rob was one of the guys yeah. I was talking to. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, I wish we could have talked to Alpaca. That was a bummer. That was such a bummer. That they had to change it so much. Yeah. Talk about like history. <laughs> like yeah. that whole preview video was really cool. And then you have the the back nine, which is just really heavy. Basically the exactly of showcasing your strength with a barbell. Jackie Pro, row, thrusters, all that stuff. But we wanted to go through where this all came from, gang. CrossFit Journal. I'm gonna figure out I'm gonna figure out that CrossFit Journal, whatever I was talking about. And I think it'd be really cool to do like a like read it. It, like a book club. Just so I was like, hey, we're going to go through this journal article together on Wednesday. I think that'd be cool. I like it. What do you think? I think it's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to make it a surprise, we'll just let you guys know what we're going to do. <laughs> hey, everybody read this article and come with your thoughts. And we'll have a little round table together. God, a CrossFit so journal dude, book there club. There's so much good stuff in there. My, I mean, packed good yes. stuff in there. Yes. Uh, Caitlin, yes, the rope climbs were going to be legless on the way up and on the way down per the video that you guys all saw. All right, gang, that's it. Hope you guys liked a little that's history it. lesson, a little look back. That was super fun. I love those old videos, man. Man, They're I'm so, so good. Yeah, I, I spent a, a way too much time looking at all that. But these are all the things I just stumbled across when studying um, just for the weekend. Yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to do handstand push-ups facing the wall. I was like, okay. Where did that come from? And then I look at the original handstand push-up progression video and not once. Oh, I couldn't find this part in that, in that link. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> So after one of the Savans podcasts, I got this random link to join this um, Zoom call. Uh-huh. And it's this group that basically gets together after Savan podcasts and just like talk about it. It's like uh, it's like watching The Walking Dead. And then they had this like, uh- <laughs> you know what I mean? They have this like Walking Dead recap like recap show. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I just clicked the link and they're all in there. And it was really cool to see everybody. That was uh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. But, um, oh, shit. What was I going to say before we hopped off? Oh, the oh the handstand push-up. There's a, there's a line Carl Paoli had in there. He's like, yes, like getting to your back is great. Doing all that is, is very impressive. But he said, and this goes back to really like old school level one stuff, until you can do a front-facing handstand push-up with a perfect body position, you, have to, you don't earn the right to turn your back to the wall. That was the line he had in there. And how much do we say that about 
um, ring muscle-ups. Yeah. Learning how to do low ring transfers and then until you get to an L sit from the floor, which is actually easier than a strict ring muscle-up. But we teach that first. Teaching the strength and technique to do a strict pull-up to use that for kipping pull-ups. Yeah, so you have the ability yeah. to use... You have the strength to be able to use that for the technical aspects of the of the movement and mm-hmm. to keep yourself and to keep it protected through the movement. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, we have all these shoulder injuries. Like, yes, because you're skipping steps. Yep. People love to kip. You know why? Because it gives you a false sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Like when we go back to like people making fun, is like kipping pull-ups are zero. It's like, yes, we can also do strict, but if you don't, you haven't really done it yet. When handstand pushups were first used in CrossFit, Back in me and Bill's day, there was no such thing as a kipping handstand push-up. We can thank regionals in 2011 for that. You think JT's hard now? Try to do it with strict handstand (laughs) push-ups. The first time I did Diane took me 26 minutes. Damn. I I failed my handstand push-up, so I had to like sit there for minutes to get one. We also had like... um, like showroom concrete. We didn't have rubber mats. So like oh, my yeah. hands are <laughs> like, Sliding we didn't have out. sweatbands and you know, it's like, I, you know, the, like I couldn't bounce off the ground. I was like, oh, oh. 26 minutes. My first Diane as prescribed oh, with strict handstand pushups. But that's the point guys. It, it's not, it's not to say you should have known this at all. It's to encourage you guys that there's so much untapped potential out there for you, your coaches, and CrossFit Games athletes that in 2023, who knows what people are capable of and what type of tests may come out. In 2023, we might see um, Diane with elevated, like, um, off par- parallel bars. Like, yeah, l- low ones, right? It's like, okay, so it's 21.15.9, deadlifts at 3.15, and freestanding shoot-throughs. Oh, okay. Right? Or it's like shoot-through, walk to the end, and then come back. Something like that. That's on the table now. You have a year. Starting now. <laughs> You have a year, everyone, to do your press to handstand from the floor and walk 100 feet unbroken. Shout out to Greg Glassman, January 1, 2004. Yeah. You have till next CrossFit Games. In fact, there should be in the CrossFit training tent a 100-foot straight shot <laughs> rubber mat and a box. And in one year from now, if anybody can get that, fuck it. You want to make it fun? You want to tie in the CrossFit Games, Training EDU, and affiliates? If you're an affiliate owner and you can fucking do that at the CrossFit Games, your fees should get waived for a year. Yeah, affiliate guy, make that for me. I would take that. <laughs> but it, 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 they were they were doing it. There was contests. There were there were contests all this week. I, I know a guy that's in a, that's in my um, my region. Who won a prize with his, his affiliate, fee, affiliate fee was waived for the year. They're already doing that. What was the competition? I can't remember. It was some test. Or like a raffle. Uh, but fuck a raffle. Earn it. Yeah. yeah. And Do while you're stuff. doing it, guess what's going to happen? Your members are going to hop in on board. Maybe you, you, maybe you put that in your programming. 
And then we have this instead of silos, like, oh, the sport is not CrossFit and CrossFit is not training. It's like, it's all the same. And it all starts in the affiliate. And we use training department to get better at it. And we use the games to show people how good we can actually get. And that's the whole yeah. point. That's the whole point. That was fun. I'm going to figure out this CrossFit Journal thing. That was super cool. Next episode, we are going to analyze the programming, which I know everybody is eagerly anticipating. I think uh, those that were messaging us the most over the weekend are going to be sorely disappointed. I can't wait for you to talk about this shit. I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this shit either. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Look look at us. Look at us. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, Thank you guys for hanging with us today. Thank you guys for watching online. Thank you guys so much who were on site wearing your OG shirts, rocking your OG caps, rocking the patches. Thanks for coming to the OG Hangout. I think we found maybe our new thing at the Mm -hmm. CrossFit Games. Maybe if we're at Wadapalooza together or any type of off-season competition, I think we're going to have something like that if Bill and I are both there or one of us is. We're going to set some stuff up more like that to hang out with you guys. Hell yeah, it was so fun. That was so fun. So fun. Really appreciate you guys rocking with us. It was nice to be back in action. It was freaking awesome to have you there, dude. It was awesome to be there, man. I was and so before we take off, shout out to Jeremy Austin. Our Jeremy Aussie Austin. Burrow. We'll see you next Tuesday. You get it? It's an acronym. C-U-N Tuesday. That's for you, Jeremy. Yep. I am not going to totally. say that shit on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can only say that to you and your girlfriend, <laughs> who was cool as shit. Jeremy, it was good to hang out. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for everybody that was joining us. Shout out to the CrossFit Games. Shout out to Adrian Bosman. Great freaking job. Go check out the journal. See you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.